saying that one is not for two, and we know that one. Or one is not for two, we will never receive in our life. One that struck me in the list of today, especially as Abraham joined with God, is the fact that Abraham obeyed the voice of God. And God himself, you mentioned it when he was giving him the benediction. At the end of that encounter, where Abraham could not spare his only son, he says, Because they have obeyed my voice. One of the greatest treasures that God has bequeathed to us is to obey his voice. There are two things that we must obey it as Christians. The first is the voice of God, and the second is the voice of God. This is what builds us strong. Quality of your true health determined by the amount of God's presence at your command and the voice of God that visits you constantly. You see, we're pastored and built to always live by God's presence and by God's voice. Jesus said, I think in John chapter 8, he says, I know my sheep, and my sheep know me, and they hear my voice, and no one can snatch them away from my hand. I give them eternal life. The Father who gave them to me is stronger than all. I and the Father are one. So, a place of hearing God's voice is how to overemphasize our Christian life. And it's good that we dress ourselves day by day. How much of God's voice can I listen to? Because we did it yesterday. What did David say? Because anytime God speaks his word, he sends his word to you, your life can never remain the same. As a matter of fact, are you aware? Your prayer answer is that you hear the voice of God. For instance, if you are asking God for money, does money fall from heaven? No. It's His voice that visits you, that provokes the supernatural, that leads you to do the things you do that money will come. You see, if you pray for help, you won't see just fall from heaven, but He will direct your steps to His help. So we must every day. Open ourselves up to seeking the voice of God. David said, like the bear that I long for bear for listen. So my soul longs for you, oh God, oh God, my God. Why, why was he longing for God? Because he wants to hear the voice of God. The voice of God is our star currency. God called Abraham. After all the few sacrifices that he made, after he had waited for 30 years <gasps> to get his only son. And the Bible qualified this type of son. He said his only begotten son. What is the between the son and the begotten son? You know, a lot has happened in the past. And over the years, you have lost it. And it has affected us so much. You know that when God raised humanity, parents were given the authority and the spirit when they will know, not just physically, who their children are, but to do them spiritually. That of parenting is to be able to give you a file to your children whom God has sent to you and raise them in the path that God has ordained for them. That's why you think, I don't have very well. Most of the people that God used in the Bible, their parents knew at least 90% of who those children were. Moses, the mother of Moses, knew Moses. You see? All of them. Samson, the mother, was fully informed about this son. Mary knew about Jesus. It is part and parcel of the package of parenting. But over the years, it has been lost. 
told Abraham to knew who Isaac was going to be. And so he raised him. And whenever God shows you the profile of the son he has sent to eleven and the children are blessed from the Lord, when they come to you and you raise them and you see the level of their yielding eagerness to that part of God given to you. That's what qualifying the parents for that saying, this one is my begotten son. That means they have been better wise or they are better physically, and God has better this one. Jesus is called the only begotten son of God. Not just because he was born of God, but he yielded to the people that are of God. So Isaac was not just an ordinary son. He yielded to the pattern of God. He was submissive to the worship of God's way. That's why a man of hundred years will take a young man who is roughly another 20, 20 years or 10 years and tie his hand. If it's today, what happened? They'll fight now. Just invite the government and pick your son and say, I want to kill him for God. He will kill him first. I'll be able to so. The guy will give him some simple uh, blows on the face and say, my husband, please go down. You have lived your life and I need to live my own life. But Isaac yielded because he is a child of the spirit. He gave the land to his dead. And as Abraham was about to kill his son, God spoke. As if that is not what I thought. Because of this, he blessed and blessed you. He multiplied and multiplied. Your descendants will be the gates of your enemies. And through them, all the nations of the world shall bless themselves. Because of one single obedience to the voice of God. God told me years ago that a lot of things have happened in my life. It was because I refused to listen to God. And I began to journey with God day by day. So Lord, speak to me. I want to listen. And I've seen personally in my own personal life, my little journey. I've seen that a few times I made a lot of happen to a voice. A lot have changed. It's a secret of the kingdom. There's so much prayer shouting here and there. And we were trying to force God. It's, but that's not that's how to go about it. He must learn to listen to his voice. His voice made the full of Israel. And Abraham was blessed because he gave the voice of God. He was open and said, God, that is my voice. He told the people just tell them, you don't tell that to get the voice of God. It starts with the voice of your conscience. When your spirit speaks to your mind, learn to listen to that voice in voice. If there's no manifestation of his voice, as you go in that dimension, he will provoke the appetite for his word, which is the scriptures. And then, as you begin to hear him, those scriptures, over time, he can speak to you directly. He will miss, they call it intuition or ministration. He will speak to you. You will know this is him speaking to you. As time goes on, he will to provoke certain dimensions of his spirit and things you need to manifest. Right? And decode further information that he sends to you. Some dreams will come to you. You'll be able to decode it. Some, you know, uh, revelation will come to you, maybe through a trance or something. You'll be able to decode it. And that's how we learn the different degrees of the voice of God as it pertains to the assignment of God is given to us. In our time now, when darkness is ravaging the world, when there's so much confusion, when the time the church has to train herself to hear the voice of the shepherd, who is the commander in chief of the army of faith, but when he says go, when he says stop, we can stop. It's not who leads us. He says without him, we can do nothing. And we lead us in a different area. No, 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 no,